and we're live. And hello. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Hi, everyone. We're in bed. We are. <laughs> and this is our inaugural live in bed with the fitness industry. So, of course, of course, the guest is Jessica Maurer. Hi. Hello, lovely ladies. I mean, it was better when we were in the same bed, but this is still phenomenal. I agree. It was much better when we were actually in bed with each other, <laughs> but we're still connected. We're still connected. And hello, everyone. Welcome. Nice to have you guys with us today. Lovely to see you. Thank you for joining us live. For the, Like I said, the first time we ever do In Bed with the Fitness Industry Live, I've had the absolute pleasure of um, having this vlog series, having this interview series um, that started in the same bed, <laughs> the fitness industry, that started because Oftentimes, when I'm with my fitness colleagues, um, we are in phenomenal hotels um, that are gorgeous, but don't necessarily have the best audiovisual places to record anything close to a vlog or a podcast or an interview. Yet the hotel rooms were pretty good. And so that's how we ended up literally cozy, cozy in bed. Um, and it was great because it helped me continue to do these and get guests from anywhere in the world, just from my bed to their bed. So thanks for getting in bed with me, Jessica. Oh, um, I'm so excited to be here. And we're really excited because this is today's focus is something that both and I, you and I are passionate about spend hours and hours talking about, texting about, about, which is how to go for phenomenal fitness professionals that we have the pleasure of working with and connecting with, how to go from a job you like to a career you love. Because um, I love my career, and I know you do too. Absolutely. For decades now, we've had the benefit of being able to grow to careers that we absolutely love. And um, I think now more than ever, fitness professionals deserve to reflect and select opportunities that help them go, whether it's an hour a week or 60 hours a week, to go from a job they like to a career they love. And so thank you so much for joining today. How is everything going with you? How is your career going? Oh, I feel like it's going really well. Like it's been a wild ride these last few years, especially, but it's I'm finally at a place where I feel like I'm serving the people I'm supposed to serve and I'm doing a really good job of helping other people take their next steps forward in their career, whether that's branding, whether that's helping businesses with their education programs, whether that's training new instructors to be great instructors, whether that's just helping a mom entrepreneur figure out how to work social media and, so and systems and technology so that she can build a business. I really feel passionate about what I get to do and how I help people take the next step in their career, wherever they are in their journey. Uh, and, and uh, you know, so many of us have had the opportunity to, to take advantage of some of those phenomenal insights and move forward with that. Just a reminder for those of you that are joining us live to feel free to pop in questions into the chat. I'll be sure to grab those and share them with Jessica. We've got a couple uh, in the last week since we've announced that we were going to do this and we'll share those today. If you had to choose or if you had to, you know, give us a, an estimate of the percentage of fitness professionals that you work with that are right now not 
thriving, not truly fulfilled in their jobs that you would see as like, it's in the light category versus the career that you love category. How would you break that down? What are your thoughts on where that lands right now? So I actually geeked out a little bit knowing that this question was probably coming and did the calculations based on my clients and it's 62%. So 62% of the people that I'm working with right now can say that, oh, I said a lot of yeses in the past mm. year. I, mm. I started saying yes out of scarcity, of being worried that I wasn't going to be able to teach or train or have new uh, participants in my classes So during the pandemic. So I just started saying yes to everything. And now I'm overwhelmed, overloaded, burnt out. I'm in positions that aren't exactly where I wanted to be, but I said yes because I was so scared. And so mm. ripping off the Band-Aid of 2020 and letting and ripping off the band-aid even of 2021 and taking that step forward in 2022 of saying, what do I actually want to accomplish? What do I actually want to build? Was I just throwing spaghetti at the wall to figure out, oh my gosh, what's going to stick in this panic instead of actually taking the time to craft what you want, where you want to be, who you want to work with. And so 62% of my clients, I'm actually having to say, slow down, slow down. back up we need to go back to your foundation because your foundation right now has rocks in it. I was working with a client a couple of days ago and I used the analogy of a Jenga tower. So you essentially, your business is a Jenga tower. And when you start removing pieces of it at the bottom, that is when you become the most rocky. Even if it's to grow up, even if it's to continue to scale, if you're removing the bottom pieces to do so, you're going to tumble. You're going to hit that wall or floor in the case of Jenga. So start back at the beginning of what can make your structure, your business the strongest and then scale upwards. It's interesting, you know, and I think both you and I have tons of compassion. So a lot of your clients are from the US, a lot of mine are from Canada. We both do a little bit of work in, in, in those countries as well as around the world. But the concept of that scarcity and just, we were scared. Um, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And I mean, I know for Canada and a lot of the in a lot of provinces here being shut down for nine months, it, I, of course, there was there, there was scarcity. And so it's hard to shift that back to something else. But um, I can confirm both Jessica and I, not a day goes by when we don't hear from one of our partners that says, like, I'm looking for someone to do this. And it's sometimes very different than what traditional you know, personal training, group fitness, coaching would have been before. Um, but every day somebody's like, hey, I'm looking for somebody that does this. Do you have anybody anywhere in the world right now that would be available to do like this for 10 hours a week and or, you know, a full time job or, or a client looking for something. And so there is almost now now it's too much. So you go from scarcity to overwhelm. <laughs> um, and so I appreciate that piece of like, what's the foundation? Where do you where do you sink into that? How do you know? How do you know, Jessica? How did you know? What are those telltale, telltale signs that help you know that you had fallen out of love with an employer, a partner, a project, a client? How did you know that, um, that it was time to move on? So I am a recovering yes woman. I spent most of my career saying yes to anything that landed on my doorstep, whether it was a fit or not. I would say yes, 
because that's going to give me experience. Yes, because that's going to introduce me to someone. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I don't know how to say no, because I think if I say no to you, that's going to shut the door completely. And, you know, we're not going to be friends anymore or we're not, I'm not going to have the opportunity to come back to this conference or this business or this master training summit. So I said yes to just everything I possibly could. And what I realized over the years of being a yes woman is I ended up working on projects that weren't hell yeses. They didn't mm. excite me. I was just checking off a box. I was just fulfilling a to-do list. I wasn't mm. actually putting my whole attention into serving that job or that project or that client. Instead, I was just on autopilot. And autopilot is not necessarily a good sign. Autopilot, for the most part, means that you're no longer in it with your your fullness. And instead, you are just pushing it forward instead of actually completing the task. Mm. I know now that when I work with clients, if there's a project that I'm not excited and say hell yes to, then instead I say, not the right fit for me at this time. Let me connect you with someone who I do think would be able to take this on or who is really interested in this type of work because it's not necessarily me. I'm glad you bring that up because there are one of the questions you and I received was, um, how do you know it's like and not love? What are some of those things? And so you talked about that. I mean, some of the ones that are like the daily, the, the, you know, the day-to-day -day kind of ones for me are like that um, personal training client that you don't prepare for anymore or you hope cancels and you're like mm. or you don't necessarily hope cancel but they're cancel you're like that's okay and then you know like, that's something that's out of love a partner that every time you get an email from that company that organization or that partner um that you kind of roll your eyes and you're like oh god now what that's a pit and you're still doing it you know or a gym asks you to sub classes and you never say yes to it you prepare last minute for things these are some of the you know the day-to-day -day ones that you're starting to feel like it's just not the right place and when you and i have broken up with some of those i know i know it's tough i know it's mm -hmm. i remember some classes i let go of and it was just it feels like you're breaking up with people um but you're like somebody else can do this in a place where everybody's getting more fulfilled right are there some other ones that for you stick out as being those signs? Absolutely. I was teaching a lot of group fitness classes at one point in my career. And it was the class that was the exact same for 12 weeks that I didn't change the playlist or the workout at all that yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this class. And yeah. I'm, somebody could serve in this position so much more than me. And now I can tell if it goes more than a week without me answering an email from mm -hmm. a specific client, I know that, that that's a telltale sign as well because I'm not putting um, effort or energy into that communication and that connectivity. The mm -hmm. same with getting on a Zoom call. If you're on a, if you're going to work out and it's five minutes after class is ready to start or you're ready to work with your client or you're ready to personal train, whatever it happens to be, and during those five minutes, you are excited about what you can do in the place of that particular moment instead of waiting on your client who's late. Mm -hmm. um, that's also a sign that you probably need to, as, as hard as it is, you need to break up with that job, that task, that project, yeah. because when you're full, you cannot receive any of what you actually want to do because you are so full. You are just running at top speed and you're not able to really open yourself up to the clients that you do want to work with.
And I think too, we have to come back to this idea of, do you know who you want to work with? And that's something mm -hmm. that, you know, you and I talk about in our seven simple steps to attract the right clients is, do you actually know what classes excite you? Do you, have you actually taken the time to figure out what clients you want to work with? Or are you just saying yes to everyone and everything because there was such a scarcity uh, in 2020 and now there's such an abundance in 2021 that you're just saying yes to anything that comes your way, but you don't actually know what makes you happy. And taking time to figure that step out is super vital. Yeah. And, and the concept of, of it being, I think people are afraid of getting too niche. And you and I actually, uh, in a former uh, former interview that we did, talked about that, about the concept of too niche or too niche in terms of where, where it sits. And yeah, and we talk about that, of not having, it's easier for people to find you if you really know who it is that you want to work with. And it simplifies everything that you do, including your social media content, including, you know, where you put your efforts and all of these things. Let's talk about a piece that's really important that comes up. And when it comes up, it comes up hot. And then people don't like talking about the rest of the time, which is compensation. Can the right compensation overcome the stuff you and I talked about? Or rather, if it's something that, you're, you know, two questions, that's the first part. Second part is, if it's something you really want to do with the compensations, not right, how else, or the money isn't right, um, how else can you clear up that compensation? And so I, I'm, I don't know about you, I'm of the opinion that there's very little money in the world that can overcome something that just really isn't good. What are your thoughts on that? I agree completely. Mm. Um, I think that there is not enough money to make you happy. So you might have a, a compensation that you really love, but if it's not bringing if the job itself is not bringing you joy, then it's never going to be enough compensation, never going to be enough money. You're going to mm. just be in this place of dragging yourself forward instead of just using the momentum to move yourself forward. But I think we, in terms of compensation, need to realize that compensation isn't just money. Compensation is experience, it's time, effort, and energy. And so sometimes if the compensation isn't quite what you want or what you need it to be, but the job is what you want and what you want it to be, then you can always negotiate different styles of compensation in order to make it worth your while. So if you are being more involved in the place where you're looking to work, or if you are being compensated in a way like perks that are available at the location, all of that takes should be taken into account when you're thinking about compensation. So maybe the money isn't there, but the additional benefits are. And, and you notice that it's no more than ever. I find a lot of gyms are now open to, for example, if you know the money isn't necessarily right, or you're looking for, let's talk about hourly rate to break it down really simply. Mm -hmm. If the hourly rate for personal training or teaching classes or coaching isn't exactly right, um, but there's something else that can be done, which, which would be, for example, you've got a really solid engagement in your following on social media, not necessarily big numbers, but good engagement mm -hmm. on those numbers. That's the, well, when you run your campaigns, I will commit to once a week, for example, running the campaign and we can negotiate a percentage out of everybody I bring into the gym or a percentage out of every time I do something like that, that can be an extra dollar amount or there's something that I find now more than ever because really we, it's the Wild West. We broke all the rules. A lot of um, studios and gyms and clients and partners are open to things like that. Have you seen that kind of thing happen in your with your clients too? 
Definitely, because the business owners or the gym owners are really worried about operations, right? They're really worried about the logistical operations of running a brick and mortar or an online business. And anytime that you can step forward and say, I'm really good at this. Mm. And being able to work that into your negotiation is great. Whether that is, I'm really good at going to live events and being the representative of the gym. I'm really good at being able to facilitate additional learnings online. I'm really good at email blasts or website uploads. And so if you can help them help themselves, and maybe they don't even realize there's a gap. And that's a place where you can really grow as a fitness professional and say, you know what, the money isn't there for my group fitness class. But if I could also help you in your marketing and be compensated for that in addition to teaching group fitness, or if I could be, if I have a really strong, like you said, engagement on social media, and I start to bring clients into my personal training business here, I would like to be additionally compensated for that. And there's a lot of ways that you can move around to where you're not quote unquote, just the fitness instructor, you're instead an integral part of that business. And and I love that it's a, you know, the way we explain it, it's a two way street. It's the, it, we want to not just be seen because I don't know any instructor that wants to be seen or any trainer that wants to be seen as somebody that just goes in, does their job and leaves. Cause that's the way that the compensation is structured now um, in your country. And in mine, that's the way the compensation structure and you and I have issues with the compensation in fitness, yes, um, but you can't change that without changing that mindset. Um, and I think a big part of that is, thinking like an entrepreneur, even if an employee, having a little bit of that entrepreneurial mindset and understanding where there can be a win-win and where you can um, take risks in ways that are very different than they were before. I think our comfort with risk, knowing that everything has changed or a lot has changed over the last couple of years is something that's interesting there. As long as it fits to your point before, your why, your reason for being, what makes you happy in the industry, and how you want to feel fulfilled. How do you want to thrive in that career? And so you talked a little bit earlier about how to define those things. Where where do you choose the employers, the partners, the clients, full-time, part-time? How are some of the ways that you can go about doing that? I think there has to be a hard line of this fulfills me and this doesn't. Mm -hmm. And until you create that hard line and you can really sit down and look at like the pros and the cons of going forward with this job offer and be able to say, yep, there are enough pros and these pros pass this finish line that I've established for myself, then it's worth me doing. If the pros don't necessarily combat the cons enough to get me past that line, then it's then it's definitely a no. But how do you build and structure what that line is for yourself? Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to knowing who you are and why you do what you do. And, uh, and to bring back up our seven steps program that we have together. Oh, by the way, guys, we are starting seven steps tomorrow. It'll be 21 days of online coaching for $21 starting on September 21st. So you can yes. head over to both of our websites and be able to register. If you're live with us right now, you can click on offers and join us. We're going to be taking you through seven simple steps of attracting clients. And it comes back to the why and the who. And I think we really dive into the why a bit more than other programs and looking at it in terms of, it's not just a single statement, mm. it's a statement of joy and happiness. It's what can, what, your, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Because that can help you establish 
who you are in the fitness industry so that you can really show the magic of your own personality, your own business, your own entrepreneurial skills. But until you really figure out what brings you joy and happiness and why you are in the industry to begin with, you can't have that hard line that helps you make decisions of what's a hell yes and what's a no. I love that you bring that up because it's, I mean, it's why you and I created the program is we would work with people that wanted to try to sell more. And so, which is why we call the two track more clients, but it's clients, it's classes, it's partners, it's anything. And that concept of attracting people to you, because both you and I would get clients and, and coaching clients or fitness, you know, business or fitness career coaching clients that would ask and be like, how do I, are you going to fix my social media? I just want to do, there's so much out there. They're struggling with imposter syndrome and they're selling stuff that you and I are like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Before we try and sell that, uh, we look at the series of what's there and we're like, but who, I'm having trouble seeing myself as a potential client or seeing myself as a potential employer, seeing myself as somebody who's a class participant. And we wanted it to be super, super simple, hence the seven steps. And it's seven step by step. And the order is really important. The speed at which you do it, we're proposing 21 days because we want everybody to finish 2021 strong, not do a whole new winter season in 2022. Like you said, just being, you know, pulled into a bunch of different directions or feeling overwhelmed. And so the idea of doing them in order in 21 days, and then getting to the place where you're like, okay, this is so much easier versus feeling like I've had people say, and I know you have too, like I spent three hours on a post and I got two likes. And, and then we look at it because we've done it ourselves, which is yes. why we do this and we, we get it. We've all been there. And then the closer you can get to that joy, to that place of happiness, like, you know, hashtag, I love my job. This is really, really fun. And it's the most meaningful thing you can do, which is help people with their health. And so mm -hmm. I was so pleased um, that you and I had the opportunity to work together and develop that program and, um, and share it with absolutely everybody so that they can in these 21 days be able to bring it to that. So thank you for taking the time to work on that program with me and being able to really help our colleagues um, thrive in their careers, have that career that they love, thanks to identifying the joy, thanks to finding that peace into the why. I'm going to check to see if there's any other questions coming through. I think I've popped them all in there. Um, but before we go, Jessica, and I'll, I know that you'll want to pop that offer in so everybody knows where to find it. Looking forward to how to finish 2021 strong. Have it be really a springboard into something that is new and fresh and meaningful into 2022. How do you stay grounded? How do you stay optimistic? What are your moments of gratitude. I think that it's really important to realize that the word balance is a fallacy. The mm -hmm. a perfect balance or a work-life balance is not real. It's not something that any human can actually accomplish. There is no perfect system of, I'm going to spend eight hours doing this and eight hours doing this. Like, that's not a thing. There are going to be weeks where you're more focused on your work. And there are going to be more weeks where you can take off of work and focus more on your family. I prefer to think of it more of like ocean waves, of it being that I'm pushing towards one and I can come back to another. I can push towards one and come back to another. And you know that when you push too far forward, then you have a flood. And when you pull too far back, then you have a drought. So it really is figuring out how waves can move and how your tide flows. So I think realizing 
that it's going to be heavy sometimes, but it's going to come back will help you really alleviate the stress of knowing this is just a time period. This is this is just a wave coming in and pretty soon the wave is going to come right back out and I need to be okay with that. If you go into it thinking, well, I'm not balancing everything. I'm not getting everything done. I'm failing over here. I'm pushing more over here. I'm not. If you go into that mentality when it comes to building your business or, or being a professional, you're going to feel overwhelmed and lost. So instead, let it ebb and flow. If you can recognize that it's ebbing and flowing, then you can say to yourself, this is just the period of time. It's not a flood. It's not a drought. It's an ebb. It's a flow. And I'm going to be able to come back to a state that makes me feel more at equilibrium. I just need to get past this next step. And so I think that by really encouraging people to ebb and flow with it, your stress levels can come down so, so far. And I, I think another big lesson that I've learned a lot from Lisa Druxman at Fit for Mom, where I am the senior director of instructor development, is she always pushes this idea of do less better. And I really have honed in on that on the last couple of months of do less better is a great mentality of how to choose what to go forward with. So in talking to Doris Fuse also a couple of weeks ago, she had this very interesting structure about I do five things. And if it doesn't fit into those things, then it's not where I need to go or what I need to do. And so I structure my business very similarly to that. I only take so many exclusive clients, only take so many premium clients, only take so many of my consulting clients. I only take on so many um, different events or different certifications because in, in certain classes, because if I take on over that amount, I'm doing more in it, but it's not necessarily better. Mm, I love that. Thank you for that message for, you know, I know there's busy parents out there that have, um, at this point in time, school year just started. It's been back. It's just, you know, in terms of where we're going to go, there's still a lot of uncertainty. There's still a lot of um, turmoil. And one way to go through the giant waves is to surf them a little bit more smoothly. So yeah. I appreciate that visualization and knowing where these things land. And um, you are one of the um, buoys. You are one of the <laughs> life rafts. I'm trying to say, okay, the surfboard, I'm trying to, you can tell the Canadian girl not knowing a whole lot about surfing. You are one of those people um, for me and I appreciate you greatly because of that. And it's always an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Um, if anybody wants to find Jessica, please go ahead and connect with her, see, follow her um, on social media, see what she posts in terms of her blogs that are very much there to help her colleagues that she's been working with for decades to continue to thrive in their careers. Um, and I know that you share all of that so freely and so with a, a tremendous amount of generosity um, and all of us have benefited, benefited from it and will continue to do so. So thank you so much for taking the time to get in bed. Yes. Thank you. Really close. This is the proof that we're in bed is how shaky the, yeah, the cameras are. <laughs> Sorry. On the soft bed, you can tell how people's firm or not people beds are by how soft they are there. So thank you so much, Jessica. And I wish you a wonderful day. Um, and we will continue to continue to connect and learn from you. Thank you. Thank you very much.